Hello, and welcome to Healing Voices. This is episode three of a new podcast all about holistic approaches to health and well-being. My name is Jamie Griffiths. I'm a massage therapist living and working in East London. This episode features a conversation with Tasha Ponton of Solaris Sound Healing. Tasha is a modern-day spiritual healer, and we talk about growing up in a spiritual family, finding the healing path through life coaching, developing the inner peace sound massage, the world as energy and intention, the stresses of modern life and how we hold on to them, shamanism and the practice of soul retrieval, and bringing sound healing, shamanism, and tarot together into a unique treatment. This episode is coming out a few days late, so apologies if you've been furiously hitting the refresh button on your favorite podcast app. But uh, yeah, the intention is to bring them out uh, once a month on the 6th of the month. So hopefully the next one will come out on schedule. But without any further ado, here is my conversation with Tasha Ponton of Solaris Sound Healing. here with Tasha Ponton, who is a fellow therapist at Healing Space in Lower Clapton. Um, Hello, Tasha. Hi, Jamie. It's nice to be here. Thank you for coming on. Um, Yes, so you are a sound healer. Yes, well, I am more than that. I am a modern-day spiritual healer, so I'm bringing in lots of different practices, but it's sort of been led by sound healing. So my business is called Solara Sound Healing because that's sort of what I stepped into when I left um, the corporate world. Um, I've been reading tarot since I was um, a child. My mum taught me when I was eight about um, tarot reading. Uh, she is an astrologer, a tarot reader and all the things, Reiki master. Um, so I've been reading tarot as a child and as I started doing sound healing I picked up my tarot cards and went oh this is going to work together and um, included that in my business. And um, for the past year, I've been training as a shamanic healer, which I'm about to graduate um, from. Um, I've been Reiki attuned now. So I'm sort of bringing in these different um, practices and it's all coming together in a lovely soup, as it were. Yeah. So, yeah. So you started at a really young age then? Well, my household was very spiritual. I mean, I was more holistic, actually. So my mum's an astrologer and all the things that I mentioned. Um, and so that was part of my life. And then, um, and she's now a yoga teacher. And so that was my upbringing. And as I left home, I was like, you know, all thinking, how am I gonna be, who am I gonna be in the world? 
and um, I went into uh, TV and film production, uh, advertising, and it just didn't really suit me. Um, I was doing it for 12 years and very grateful and proud of what I've done, but I just knew it wasn't aligned and I was experiencing a lot of anxiety. Mm. And so that led me down a path I was doing um, coaching, to try and find out what am I going to do instead. And I was drawn to sound healing. And, um, and then I realised that actually it is in my blood. This is who I am. I'd sort of stepped out of it, but I'm always doing people's astrology. I'm always talking about it. I've been reading cards just passion, you know, as a passion mm-hmm. all my life. And then you start noticing that it's not just a new thing that you've sort of just decided on. It's part of who you are. And then you're stepping into who you really are, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So during those years when you were not doing it as a career, mm. were you still like doing tarot readings for people and astrology readings? Or... Yeah, well, casually. Yeah. Um, I would always, as soon as I meet someone, I'm like, um, when's it okay to ask them <laughs> what time they were born? Right, yeah. <laughs> like, you don't even go in for star time, like, what time you're born? And so that was just part of who I was. You know, you'd go to a party and you'd end up having people sitting around you and you'd like have your app out and putting people's charts in and yeah. go. Um, and then I'd just have cards all the time, so it would just be part of, if I ever felt chale- challenged in my life, I'd pull the cards out and read them. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do like official readings, but I was just so connected to using cards that it was just part of who I was. Yeah. And so you said you, you, you found your sort of, you, that you were drawn to sound healing through doing coaching. Was that, at, you were you were a coach at that time? Or you? No, no, I um, my friend is a very good um life and business coach ah. and I'd been watching her on Instagram and I just called her and I was like babe I need some help and I may as well get it from you I may as well pay you <laughs> rather than some other random person she was like absolutely and you know her energy is aligned with um with mine and I love her and so I did some sessions with her and it was like you know you can look at coaching in many different ways but mm-hmm. I was just like what the hell am I going to do and so we just you know from when to, through the foundations and just built up from there and one morning I was getting ready for work and just the word sat or the, the phrase sound healing just hit me I was like oh that's interesting and it just went from there okay so that, like, that was out of the blue yeah but I wouldn't it wouldn't have come to me if I hadn't have been doing the the foundational work of like what are my values and, and who am I and what do I want to do and you know she was helping me look at things in a different way that I wouldn't have been able to do myself Right, yeah. So opening up intuition almost. Yeah, yeah, sort of attuning you to that kind of inner voice. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. And so then how did you follow it up? Or how did you, what did you, what did you do with that phrase? I went to good old Google. Yeah. I Google <laughs> Sound Healing London. <laughs> and I looked for courses that were affordable for me, that were in the weekend when I wasn't at work, weekends that I wasn't, didn't have commitments already. And that's how I went with it. And I managed to find a course that, well, now that I was taught the treatment that I um, do now here at Healing Space, mm-hmm. um, I learned there, and um, it had it's just it's just perfectly perfect because um, it's not just it's for quite specific in sound healing what I what I do. So okay, you just I just went where I was led, and when you're living in trust of like what you're doing and not overthinking, that's when the universe leads you where you need to be led. I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, what can you describe for uh, the listeners, like what your what your practice involves or what the treatments? Yeah, you do? of course. So I use um, Himalayan singing bowls 
um, which are um, a mix of metals and they're handmade in Nepal. Um, and the technique that I use, so I, I play them together, so create beautiful sounds and soundscapes and sound bath, which is where you listen to um, the sounds that are made and it's healing um, and all the rest of it. But the specific treatment I do at Healing Space is it's technically called vibroacoustic sound energy massage. Bit of a mouthful, okay. doesn't really make much sense to no. anyone. So I've sort of called it its own name. I call it the inner peace sound massage. So I okay. use these bowls and I place them on the body and I strike them and play them um, and around them. And there's more to it, but it's this really it's a different kind of massage. So it's a deep healing um, with sound vibration and energy. Right, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it's... It's full body. Yeah, okay. It's full. So you're, you're placing the bowls on different parts of the body. Yeah, in I'm specific guessing, places. Yeah, and you've got specific bowls for different parts, or does you... Is I usually like a... use my master bowl, which is, or, oh. um, which is big, right. and for the deeper um, and bigger vibrations. Yeah. Um, and it's master bowl. I've got about three of them that, that are good for, for this massage. You can't just use any old bowl. It's specific. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because like as a, as a massage therapist, you're, I mean, essentially what you're doing is you're putting energy into the body, right? The flesh and the bones or, you know, the connective tissues and stuff. Yeah. And I guess this is another way of doing the same thing. You're yeah. basically putting energy or transmitting energy into the body via a different medium. Yeah, it's literally, um, I'm not using my hands to massage, I mean, I'm holding the bowl, but, mm-hmm. and I'm striking it, and so I'm using my hands, but the tool is the bowl, and um, the way that I use the bowl, and the specific way that I strike it, but you're getting the massage from the uh, vibrations and the sound and the energy. Okay. And um, what what kind of, uh, do people come to you with like specific sort of ailments that they need help with or it's a combination yeah. so sometimes it'll be people that just are drawn to it and like, i need to be taken care of i need to yeah. relax um sometimes they say i've got um you know aching muscles or it's really good for ailments such as um fibromyalgia and um any muscular um issues but it's really good for a menstrual cycle because you you know if you imagine a bowl placed on on um, around the womb and it really shakes up all the water and oh, yeah, in the body yeah. so it can really help regulate and help um the menstrual cycle um and there's many different reasons it might be um i mean i notice a huge difference when i have clients come to me and this often happens they come in and they're overwhelmed and they're overthinking and they're life is sort of getting on top of them and they're feeling anxious and um, nervous and all these things. And they have a treatment and they leave, they leave and they say, I feel capable of dealing with my with this all now. Okay. So yeah. I feel like one of my superpowers via this treatment and just me is giving is empowering people to be able to tackle their life with ease and grace. And that's sort of the way that I see it. But um, I would... I can explain to you a bit further of the science if you're interested. Yes, please. Yeah. So, the way sound healing works is something called entrainment. So entrainment is where energy is attracted to other energy, and it's not a positive or negative thing. It's just like, for example, if you walk into a room and um, uh, someone's had an argument, 
and you feel a bit like, oh, that feels a bit funny in here. That's because you're in training with the energy, which is the argument. Or if you go to a music festival or a gig and it's really high vibes from the stage and that the performer is sending um, their energy out in, and, and it's just going around, everyone, everyone's picking up, that's in training. It's like different lanes converging okay. together on a motorway. Yeah. And so if you are anxious or unregulated or you've been picking up all the energy and in training with all the energy you've been on the tube or you've been doing whatever and you've had a funny text from a boss or uh, water bill that's come in that you, you could have done without and you know you're feeling a bit funny yeah you come in and you hear and feel the sounds of the um, what I'm creating and you entrain with that and your heart rate's lowered and you can release the vibration that's not yours and you can, takes you back to your own vibration, which is where you should be. So it's like takes you back to neutral and you can release what's not yours. Okay. So that's essentially how it works, Does that, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's almost like you're providing a kind of like uh, a vehicle to kind of bring out the unnecessary stuff. And Yeah. 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 So it's sort of like, a, it's like a reset. And it induces these frequencies um, that I use in sound healing. It, it um, induces theta brain waves, which okay. is brain waves just just as you're waking up and just as you're going to sleep. And it's really it's really healing. I know the word healing can seem elusive, but it's like we can really reset in that moment. It's why like we feel so good just after as we're falling asleep. Right. Yeah. Um, so I can create that for you um, with bowl with these singing bowls or okay. whatever I'm creating the soundscape with and it gives you the chance to release that's why it's so relaxing that's why it's so recharging but also with sand healing it's um it helps recharge energy so we certainly in the western world we've been taught that we are mechanical biological beings and that's mm -hmm. not untrue but we are also energetic and electric beings really it's just not had as much research put into it yeah um, so what we often do is we might take care of, you know, we eat the food we need to eat or whatever, but we're, our batteries are being like run down slow, 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 because our energy isn't getting rebooted in the correct way. So it's like, we're not late, we're not leaving our phones to die out all the time, but we're quite happy leaving our bodies just to run yeah, down yeah. without that electric charge. And the energy that's created in sound healing, whether it's, I mean, I also use tuning forks, um, um, included in my practice and they're also really good to recharge that energy in the in the energy field so it's like we, the aura or energy biofield it can be described in many different ways but there's energy around us and within us and that's another reason why I'm really passionate about um, sound healing right yeah it's kind of like yeah the idea of like the particle wave duality right like we're not yes. just lumps of matter that it's all just it's yes. all made of energy vibrating at different frequencies yes yeah. and the way i see the way i understand the world is that we are everything we are everything is energy and with intention right and so if you start to think about what that means everything so like the table between us is all energy but it's just dense energy so it's all vibrating yeah the as we're speaking, we are creating energy. The wall is energy, the computer's energy, but there's different intentions. Or if I'm using energy, I'm using it within my, with intention. Does that, if that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And you said something to me when we spoke um, 
at uh, a healing space meetup mm-hmm. uh, around Christmas time, which I wrote about in um, a blog that I published on the Healing Space website as well. But you, you said that um, like wild animals after they've gone through some kind of like intense experience or a stressful experience, or, after that they will shake themselves off basically. Yeah. So they'll you know, to release that of yeah exactly and that's um i remember when somebody told me that i was like wow of course it's like um the way it was described to me and something that i then pass on because it's a really good way of explaining it is you see a gazelle in the um in the wild being chased by the lion if it knows it's not going to outrun it just plays dead right and then the lion goes oh great that was easy let me go and get the cubs and um the gazelle, once is alone, will wake itself up and shake itself. So it's like it, it sort of plays dead, yeah. shakes itself to go to complete the stress cycle. So it's like it's been in stress, it's been it's been running in stress, and it has to suddenly shut off, and then it shakes itself to bring itself back to life and runs off. And it's like I'm safe now, but we don't have that, and, and our perceived fears are, or it's it's often perceived. So we're not being chased for our lives all the time. Mm. But uh, when we get the... Um, when, we're, when we're all, like waiting for a train and it's late and delayed and we've got to get to work, then that stress response is triggered. Now, our, our lives aren't in danger, but we're feeling danger because of repercussions of that in our life, which yeah. still has a threat to us. So threat... The, the subconscious doesn't know the difference between threat from a lion and threat from... I mean, it may do on some level, but you know, threat from being late and what that is. The body doesn't have the same perception as the brain, so it reacts as it reacts. We have the cortisol um, spike, um, and then that feels like anxiety in the chest. Um, and then we don't have any way to yeah, to tell the body, yeah. it's okay, I'm some on the train now, I'm safe. And we don't see people shaking themselves on the train that much, but sound healing, because of everything that's blamed about the entrainment, it is that um, trigger to tell the body I'm safe or it is that switch to say I'm safe now we can relax set of brain waves are induced and I'll be safe right yeah yeah and you do that at a kind of a deep sort of level then yeah and that's why when someone comes in to see me and they say "Um, I'm all over the place at the moment I'm really worried about this bill and I'm and this and I don't know how to handle this and my emotions are all over the place and then they have the inner peace sound massage and they go it's alright I can tackle it because they've taken that because that stress um cycle has been completed for them yeah it's been built up it's like trigger 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 like i'm unsafe i'm unsafe to the point where it's overwhelming but then just a session can help and then if you do regular sessions then you're regularly keeping yourself at one i love the um uh what can be done in one session Mm. but when you see people who are dedicated to their healing and they come on regular and then you start to see the difference of how that's implemented their lives because their their nervous system is more regulated, right? And then they can tackle life again with more ease. Yeah, yeah. What strikes me from that is like, you know, you were saying about being on the train platform and like, you know, I'm gonna be late for work and stuff. All our sort of our stress um, signals or all our stresses are come from social obligations, basically, don't they? Yeah. And then it's our say it's the same social obligations that prevent us from 
like seeking out ways to heal ourselves or to you know get rid of that mm. accumulated stress because we feel like you know we don't you know that's too self-indulgent or it's you know I, I don't deserve this time or I've got this all this other stuff to do that's way more important mm. Mm. so it's like this trap of modern life where you're kind of yeah your social obligations are keeping you like at this high state of like vibrational energy all the time yeah 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 exactly so what we wanted the more people that are in a state of reset or regulated calm like can you i see the ripple effect and the more people so i that, that i can help the more impact that's going to have on the wider world i'm only one person but i have a big mission i feel like i just yeah. want to make a difference i've seen as we all have the effects of the last few years and yeah. and how that's affecting mental health and not just the pandemic but just life in general and how modern life is just piles on top of people it's like how can we how can we help ease that and that's what drives me to help is like each time I see a person who, who leaves my room better off it's like you've made that difference and then they're going to go and see someone and they might leave that session and bring joy because they're feeling good they're not gonna less likely to react in a negative way to someone because they're gonna be feeling good and so one interaction with someone that person they've interacted with can go oh that was nice she smiled at me or that was really good to see her and then their life is impacted and yes it's small but it's on that micro level yeah you can see the impact uh you know why wouldn't you want to help why wouldn't you want to make a difference yeah yeah. And so how long have you been um, offering these treatments? A couple of years now, yeah. Okay. Just under, yeah. And do you, as, as well as like one, you don't just do one-on-one um, sessions? So a lot of my work is one-to-one because mm-hmm. I'm passionate about it, but I love doing group sound baths. I'm just at the moment looking for um, different locations of where to do that because I had somewhere that I used to do quite regularly, but um, and that's not available anymore, like the, uh, the place closed down. So... I love doing group sessions and um, yeah, it's just finding the right opportunities. Um, yeah. And then people, it's a, it's a good entry level to it because you can just turn up, buy a ticket, turn up, lie down on um, wrapped in blankets yeah. and then I play all my, I've got all my 10 bowls and various other additional instruments and tuning forks and create this sort of a beautiful evening and event. Um, and I'm going to be adding in, now I'm about to graduate in um, uh, shamanic healing I'll be able to f- facilitate with plant medicine so I'll be including cacao ceremony which um, is a plant medicine and brings in um, additional healing and we work with the plant the spirit of the plant and it deepens the um, sound bath and so there's other avenues and other ways that I'm going to be reaching out um, but yeah I love a group session I used to do a lot of group sessions online over Zoom especially through lockdown I used to oh, okay. a sound bath and it's quite easy. People can just like get into bed with their laptop, turn right, it on, and yeah. then I would do talk a bit about astrology, like what's going on at the moment, talk about the moon, if it's a full moon. Um, then I do like a group tarot reading, which is where I have um, a few crystals and you pick a crystal and then whatever crystal you pick is, is a different pile of tarot reading. So it's how it works with the group. And I can do that in person as well, but I used to do these online. And then the sound bath I used to lie back and relax and um that went really well people love that with the convenience of that um 
I'm just doing them less now because I think people are more interested in in person now they have the opportunity to. Yeah. But that's always there. So that's another way that I work. And then I do some corporate work as well. So sound bars for companies that are looking to bring in some wellness. So I've done some of those. And yeah, I sort of do a few different avenues. So I think in this work, it's thinking cleverly about what meeting people where they're at. Like some people need in person, I need a block of sessions and I want your attention full on. Some people are like, well, I want, you know, I don't want to buy a ticket for us. I just want to come to a sound bath and, you know, it's just different yeah. ways. So I was thinking, how, how can I help people in different ways and what types of people will want my help? Yeah. How do you find people where they, where they need it? Wow, um, that's where the marketing plan comes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And your, your uh, business is called Solaris. Solaris Sound Healing, Solaris which Sound Healing. I'm thinking maybe should be Solaris Healing. Now I'm bringing everything else in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> where does the name come from? It's actually my daughter's middle name. Ah, okay. So she, now she's eight. She's like, why are you? Why is your company Solaris? I'm like, yeah, sorry about that. But it just uh, popped into my head, and I said to my partner, "Is it weird if I call my business Solaris?" I was like, no. But um, yeah, just that's her. That's her middle name, and. It just, I just made a decision. I was like, that feels right. And especially as a lot of the work I do is quite cosmic. Like I connect mm-hmm. um, to the planets and the sun is sort of like, you know, all encompassing. So, and brings in joy and light and warmth and, yeah. Fantastic. And are you teaching your daughter to read tarot as well? Sort of. Sometimes <laughs> she's interested, sometimes she's not. I found her playing with the bowls and the tuning forks sometimes ah, and the okay. rattle she likes the rattle the shamanic rattle right yeah. um and then once she gave me a sound bath she was like lie down and out of nowhere she started making me repeat these affirmations like this is when she was about seven or six she was like, repeat after me i love my world i am happy things like that it's like lying there going make me cry <laughs> <laughs> um so every so often she'll decide she wants to do it and then sometimes she'll go, oh, it's so boring or, or that's right, so loud. Yeah, yeah. So you just got to catch her at the right moment. But I'm sure I will pass on whatever she's interested in. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got so many different kind of avenues that you can um, that you can show her. Or... Well, there's also her, her grandmother that so can bring yeah, her too. Yeah, so yeah. Sort of yeah. see if she's interested in it or not. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, so tell me more about the, the shamanic uh, healing and the kind of uh, oh, yes. what you've been learning there. Or um, yeah. yeah, so that's been an incredible journey. That's been life-changing for me. Um, well, interestingly, before I did this course, I um, the shamanic training, I was part of a shamanic course, but more to receive shamanic healing rather than to train. Okay. And I was in shamanic journey, which is like a medit... For those who don't know, it's... Um, Slight meditation, but it's slightly different. So you, um, uh, it's probably it's like going doing guided meditation, but mm-hmm. it's, it's different. But anyway, I was in this shamanic journey, and um, I had this download idea, whatever you want to call it, just popped into my head, which was shamanic sound healing. I was like, oh, what's the, you know that's I just knew that's something that I had to create. And in shamanism, um, a lot of sound is incorporated. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to take it further, but I didn't know what that meant. So I was like, right, I'm going to do that. And I was like, am I, am I worthy? Am I capable of doing this work? Like me, little old me. And um, I was sort of just guided to 
start training and I had a friend who was training on the course for the one the year before she's like you have to do this this is who you are do this course meet this teacher she's the best teacher and I'm so glad that I did because I wouldn't want to train with anyone else and it was started this year-long journey um, and so the different tools that I use so this shamanism is such a broad term yeah there's so yeah. many different parts of it and there's so many parts that I don't understand because it's also a way of life it's not just a modality right right it's working with nature, working with spirit, working with itself, working with the different dimensions. You know, we can go on and on and on. Um, but the techniques that I'm specifically using is things like past life clearance, working with ancestral healing, um, doing soul retrievals, which is something to do. So when we experience trauma in our lives and that's anything from, you know, a little kid um, bumping their leg in that moment, that's traumatic all the way to significant life-changing things that happen to us. Trauma is, is relative and it's a whole spectrum. But when we experience that, we it's a quiet trauma. The feeling is a quiet help because we don't enjoy the feeling of it. Yeah. So whether it was a kid crying about their grazed knee, in that moment they're crying out for help. Um, and I think the word um, that's they use is disassociation, which is used in maybe psychology and um which is where we disassociate from the trauma because we don't want to remember it. And that's why a lot of people don't have memories of trauma. Um, anyway, soul retrieval is where we go into that memory and we claim the soul piece back from okay. that memory um, and give it back to you so that you feel whole because we can feel scattered when we've experienced a lot of trauma. Oh, okay. So that's one of the tests me just is trying to so there's a dissociation not just from the feeling but also from a like a part of yourself yeah okay yeah from yeah it's like, like you're leaving yourself you're in the memory now i can't can't change the past can't change those experiences but we can do is help you to feel better about them or to accept them come through acceptance and move through and, and move on from them rather than being stuck in that memory stuck in that trauma um so that's part of it um, and there's also more to it than that. But those are some of the techniques that we can't give all give it all away. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's part of it. And any basic, it's energy work and energy clearing. And if there's anything sitting in the energy field that um, um, shouldn't be there, we clear that. It's work, yeah, it's working with spirit world, working with nature, working with plant medicine, working with the um, because plants are consciousness of themselves. Um, and as my teacher says that. Um, it's you know plants have been haven't been given the respect yeah that they truly <clears> deserve <throat> so i'm teaching my daughter right now if she wants to pick a flower she must ask does that ask the rose do you want to be picked uh, okay and you can go well it's not going to talk back to me and it's like well what words come into your head when you say that and what feelings do you get because that's how these consciousnesses connect it's not just like they haven't got mouth in the same way that you know and you can say and connect with the animals as well like when you have a pet that pet feels your vibration when you talk to it. It can feel the love vibration. When you tell it off, it might not understand the exact words up, but it's picking up that vibration. Anyway, I'm right. digressing, but this is all part of it. Yeah, it was coming back to that, you know, energetic. Yeah. yeah. And it's a respect, like a respect for spirit, a respect for nature, respect for humans, and coming with love, unconditional love and respect, but with boundaries. So that's what I'm learning. And the healing will be... I want to be bringing it here into healing space and working um, on all the tools that I mentioned, but it's like a whole session, so you bring it all together yeah. in one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you you and 
you'll be calling that shamanic sound healing then. Well, um, I'm going to see how it evolves. Yeah. Shamanic sound healing, well, I think that's going to be the big session where I bring everything together. Yeah. So I've been testing it out where I do the, this inner peace sound massage and I include the shamanics and it's been super powerful. You can get tarot at the beginning. So, you know, bringing it all together. I'm not sure if it'll all come together because it might be a bit too much, but I'm still working with how it's going to be. And then also just a straight shamanic session. And I will always include sound as well. Yeah. Because um, you know, the um, shamanic practices you use, the medicine drum. I've got my beautiful medicine drum, which is a consciousness in itself. It's a heartbeat. It's a, it connects to you. It works with you. Same with the rattle. And each tool that you use, you should treat with respect. Yeah. The plants that you include. If you're going to sage a room, you know, ask the sage, can I use you? Um, have that respect. So that's sort of what I'm bringing in. Right. And um, when will you be like fully shamanically? Beginning of August. So yeah, August I'll be just needing to uh get the insurance sorted um yeah, shame, shame and insurance shame and insurance yeah <laughs> shamanic insurance because we live in the western world and that is expected of us um yeah i'll be i'll be ready to go from the beginning of august okay brilliant um and how would a person go about um booking a session with you either a sound healing or a tarot reading or well there's the beautiful healing space website mm-hmm. and there's um i've got my direct links um, to book you just go on and book there um, I've also got my own website um, solarasoundhealing.com um, I'm also offering different you know, online programs and just released a course to do with emotional mastery which is about the chakras and um, working through connecting to your own emotions and how to um, feel more in control well, not controlling but just for the master of your own emotions and like if I'm how if I'm feeling anger where is it coming from how can I release it lovingly and let go so it's another thing I'm doing but yeah you can find me on healing space website and uh, my own website or on Instagram so I'm standing just send me a DM and go can I have a session right. lots of people do that okay good 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 you're reachable yeah um, do you do couples treatments as well yes that's right. I do a couple sand baths here at mm-hmm. Healing Space in, in the Blue Room. And um, I'm loving those. It's a beautiful way to connect with... It doesn't have to be your partner. It can be... I've had mothers and daughters. and um, oh, okay. I've had best friends. It's just two people coming together. And then it's, it's like a mix between a one-to-one and a group. So when you come to a group sand bath, you all lay down and experience the, the sounds. And the one-to-one place the bowl on you um but when i do a couple um session um i'm playing the um doing a sound bath inside of the room but i'm also coming over the bowl and placing them on you right so you get it's like a middle round and i found them really popular and really enjoyable to do okay great and with that why why would a yeah why would a couple like what would the why would a couple benefit from bonding yeah doing something together i've had a few people like who brought their partner um retreat for their birthday and they come they turn up and you can have this deep healing together and you connect together um and it's just a really beautiful thing to experience not alone and yeah. you can talk about it afterwards and you're both lying there together and i'm taking care of both of you and i include meditation which is um you know, really nice and great you know if you're feeling a bit ungrounded it's a way to come back together again 
Um, it's that nice middle ground of not having a one-to-one, but not just turning up to a group session. Yeah. So it feels really personal yeah. as well. And what kind of, what's your sort of tarot reading style? Very supportive yeah. and relaxed. I never, I'm not doing um, uh, scare tactics. I'm not fortune telling. I always say, I'm not saying death's at your door with a sift. Like, <laughs> and also in telling you what to do. It's like, you're the master of your life. But I'm reading into the energy. So we come in, it's like, what clarity? What do you need to know right now? What do the cards want to bring you? And it's always like, showing you a different perspective of what you need to know at the moment, what's going to give you support, guidance, clarity, empowerment, um, because we have a lot of decisions and a lot of things going on in our head and it can help ground us and I can show you the card and a lot, a lot of the times um, people are confused and they don't really know which way to go and they come in and I show them something that's going on in their lives through the cards without knowing what's going on with them and they go, okay, that's a confirmation. Mm-hmm. Okay, I am going down the right path or maybe there's a different way to look at it, really, just as an example. So my intention is to support, guide, clarify, empower. Um, and that's sort of how I read it. And I do the Celtic cross, which is um, a very traditional spread. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's really good for getting at the um, quite deep sort of look at the situation in life at the moment. But I also include tarot so you can get like an inner peace sound massage with a little tarot like half an hour tarot at the beginning okay and that's more just like i pick cards and just read them as i go and that's more fluid yeah. in terms of like style but again it's always supportive and it's quite nice people get the reading they lie down and then they sort of integrate it yeah think about it or or let it go or where they've got their clarity whilst they're having the body massage i really like the combination of the spiritual and the sort of working with the mind which is tarot and some part of shamanism, part of it's embodied, but that combining that spiritual uh, um, work with um, the, the embodied physical physicality of the sound massage. Mm-hmm. And that's, for me, that's like a real 360 approach. Yeah, yeah. Well, everything is, it's all one thing, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, but honouring those different parts like you were talking earlier about kind of you know honouring the consciousness of different things was yeah yeah, taking the time to kind of recognise that everything has these different aspects and they all need attention yeah yeah Um, what kind of deck do you use? my deck I've had funny you ask the deck that I use the main deck is the deck that my mum taught me with when I was eight oh wow so it's pretty powerful that's the main deck that yeah. I use um, it's called the mythic tarot so it's um, based on Greek mythology okay. so the, the edition I've got two editions of them one's um, the main one is you can't get it anywhere um, now it's on it's discontinued but um, I've got two versions of it um, yeah my mom taught me about Greek mythology at the same time as tarot so I include the symbolism and the metaphors of Greek mythology in my readings as well because that's part of it for me mm-hmm. and then I have plenty of other decks like oracle cards I use and other decks that really support around that so that I can bring in different frequencies and energies um, for sort of again I, part of what I do is all about a diff, different approaches to come for a unique combination so I'll 
I just have a passion for cards, so I'll just keep picking them up. I'm like, oh, that'll be nice. I'll bring that in. So I've got like some fairy cards that my mum gave me, which is a nice little message at the end. And everyone, everyone loves a fairy card, I've noticed. <laughs> no matter who you are, big birdie bloke, you'll be like, oh yeah, <laughs> the fairy got to say for me um, to you know more spiritual ones or modern ones. Um, um, yeah, I've just got a, an eclectic. But yeah, the Greek the Greek cards are my main. Yeah, I can see how it gets quite addictive, kind of picking up tarot decks. I mean, I've got the work that I do, whether it's the million sound bowls or decks of cards oh, yeah, or yeah. instruments, crystals. I'm just getting quite the collection of things at home. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to include that, I've got to include that. But it's it's enjoyable. Yeah. I meant to, like, I meant to message you and ask you to bring some instruments with you so we could get a little recording but maybe you could put a little snippet of something yeah. together for us yeah absolutely that'd be great yeah happy to to kind of bookend the interview yeah yeah i'd well, love to do that excellent well tasha ponton of solaris sound healing um thank you very much for joining us and um yeah if you want to book a session with Tara like you, like she said you can get her on Instagram or on her website or on the Healing Space website um, but yeah, yeah thank you thank you so much for speaking to me and asking me about me so <laughs> yeah I feel privileged so thank you so much Jamie excellent That was my conversation with Tasha Ponton of Solaris Sound Healing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to booking in first sound healing session. I can't believe I haven't done it yet. It's um, a couple of months since we recorded that conversation, but uh, the kids have been on school holiday, so uh, hopefully come September, there'll be a bit more time to make that happen. Um, I'm not going to talk a lot at the end of this episode, Uh, it's already behind schedule and I want to get it out as quickly as possible, but I did just want to quickly touch on the idea of the world as energy and intention. It's really stuck with me uh, from that conversation and it's really made me think about the kind of journey that I've been on over the last decade coming from a standpoint that was completely rationalistic, materialistic, you know, viewing the world as kind of energy, uh, as matter rather, and opening up to this kind of idea of the world as energy and will and consciousness. I'm studying a 200-hour yoga teacher training um, certificate online at the moment, mostly to deepen my own yoga practice, but also to look at the world of 
uh, health and well-being from a completely different cultural perspective to see if there's stuff there that I can kind of weave in to my massage work uh, and perhaps also develop other sort of treatments that shoot off that. But yeah, there's this idea in um, yogic philosophy of the chakras and I've been as part of this course doing the practice of chakra chanting where you address a different seed syllable to the different chakras of the body and the most famous one is om which you uh, direct at the throat chakra but the idea is you direct these sounds internally to the chakras and you awaken them and enliven them and cleanse them and yeah i found it to be a really powerful practice and it's kind of amazing how intention directed in the right way can really change your outlook on the day on yourself on life in general and it also leads me to think more about how we look at health and well-being and how so much of what we do is directed through this kind of rationalist materialist scientific framework of looking at the world and how much is falling in the cracks and part of this uh, podcast's mission is to explore those cracks and um, find out what there is to learn from complementary, alternative, holistic treatments from different uh, cultural paradigms and frameworks and see what we can reclaim and maybe what we would leave behind and what we would take with us if we were reinventing the way that we looked at health from scratch. But I think we'll get into more of these issues with um, my guest on the next episode, who is Marta Vikovska. Uh, Marta's a reflexologist, a Reiki practitioner, um, and she's learning shiatsu as well. So yeah, that promises to be an excellent conversation. Please join me for that one. My thanks again for the music in this episode to Nihilor, N-I-H-I-L-O-R-E, who has a huge selection of royalty-free music on Bandcamp. So thanks again, Nihilo. Thank you for listening, and until next time, may you be well.